Y is for yearning. We touched upon yearning for your past life when we spoke in the previous episode about reflection and seeing a different person in the mirror and often wanting to yearn for what you had before. But in this section, I want to talk about, um, yes, yearning for your past life and the grass is greener syndrome we mentioned before. But I want to focus particularly here when you begin to yearn after something um, in this in this particular episode, I'm not talking about yearning for what you had before per se. I'm talking about lusting after what others appear to have. Yearning for something that you may never have had, but you are lusting after it. You're coveting what somebody else has, which the Bible warns us not to do. What others often appear to have is not often the reality. And when we yearn for something, it can take our eyes off of the present. You're living in a sort of airy fairy state of what if and if only if I had married somebody else, if I had made more money, if I hadn't invested in that thing that failed, if, you know, if I um, if I'd saved more when I was single, there's a yearning after something that has never even been the case. It is coveting because having that nicer car, how much fulfillment would it give you? Some may say, actually, a lot, thanks. <laughs> a lot. And it may do temporarily, but it doesn't fix the other stuff that's going on. Be mindful that the calling you have upon you as an individual and your marriage is always going to be different to the calling that somebody else has on their marriage and their relationship. We have been individually called by God for a purpose. And the purpose of your marriage is different to the purpose, purpose of somebody else's. So what they display and how they profile, how they operate is always going to be different to how you operate. When you find your calling, when you find your niche, if you like, if when you find your brand, to put it in today's society um the, the talk that society uses today when you find your brand that makes you 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 will be known for that thing quite often we think of individuals and couples that are known because they are so giving or they're knowledged in a particular area we have a couple in our church that if anybody has problems with finance or stewardship of their money that's where we send them they're known for it you know, there are children, there are couples, for example, who have children who have additional needs in a particular area. So if you meet somebody else who may be struggling in that area, you can ask the permission of that first couple to say, would you be prepared to just have a conversation to help them? They may be known for more than one thing. There may be several things and that thing may change over time. That niche may change over time. But often when we yearn for something, we look at the life of, um, you know, I, I, for example, look at um, Pastor Mike Todd. So many people know Pastor Mike Todd from um, the US and they look at his preaching and his teaching. They look at the style that he offers. They look at the, the knowledge that he has. They look, they look at his ability to communicate with thousands of people. They look at his followers, his numbers, his ratings. And they think, that's what I want. That's what I want. Yeah. And I love the way that he wears, you know, trainers and he's casual. And, you know, he releases me to be more of who I am. 
but he has his challenges. I've seen this man break down on stage whilst talking about his elder son who is autistic and has never spoken a word. Be very careful what you yearn for because you don't know what other people are carrying and what may look good externally may be a challenge that they are facing that sometimes they're not even allowed to express because everybody has them on such a high pedestal that they don't feel that they can be real with people or they can, you know, using wisdom, they may be real with the, those people who are closest to them, their very tight circle of people around them. But often we are the ones that are yearning. We, we're not part of their circle and we only see what they display sensibly. They, they, they're using wisdom to display only so much. And we look at that and we yearn for it. Then what we do is we compare. We compare ourselves, our marriage with theirs. We compare our partner compared to their partner. I remember comparing my husband to a man who would adore his wife very openly, very verbally. He would say to anyone who would listen how amazing she was. And I used to long for that. And I wanted that. And I remember vocalizing it to my husband. And of course, it frustrated him. It was never going to go down well. When in my frustration, I literally told him exactly who the person was, what they do, and the fact that my husband doesn't do it. I later discovered that that man um, was unfaithful to his wife. That made me step back a little bit. That gave me a, a sense of security in my own husband. Because actually that very thing that I was yearning after was, was not good for me. It's not what I needed. God knows what I need. We often use markers that we see in the world or we see around us or we see in the media and we think that's what we want. That would make my life complete. That would make my marriage solid. That would make us, you know, the power couple. Be very careful what you yearn for or what you lust after. Because often the reality is very, very different.